Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 39, five ways to make money from your podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis, and this is going to be a popular episode, no doubt, and many of you are listening. So here's the thing. If you're listening to this episode and you are not subscribed to the Audacity to Podcast, please look into subscribing and actually not just look into it. Please subscribe. There are lots of subscribe buttons over at the Audacity to Podcast com and you'll see right there on the front page many options for you to subscribe to this podcast so you can get it every time there's a new episode and that way you won't miss a single thing and it will be automatically delivered to you through iTunes through the Blackberry store through Stitcher radio you can stream it through your phone all sorts of methods that you can use for getting the podcast and please do that if you're not already subscribed. I want to share with you something really exciting, but I'm going to save that for the end of this episode. Ah, teaser. We all want ways that we can make money from the content that we're producing. And if you're listening to this podcast, then you are probably a podcaster or want to be a podcaster. But these general rules and ideas that I'm going to share with you are things that can apply not just to your podcast, but also to your blog. If you're just a blogger, these could apply to your blog as well. And five ways to make money from your podcast. Now, there are many other ways to describe this and break these things down, and you could come up with other ways. And there are other ways that we'll talk about eventually, some more fringe aspects of making money from your podcast. But here are the main five ways that you can make money from your podcast. Premium stuff, donations, ads, sponsorships, and self-promotion. Let's go through each of these as I explain each of them to you. So first way of making, and these are progressional in the order of what I believe is best. Now, that's not necessarily what is best, but just what I believe is best. First, meaning rather last, is premium stuff. This would be where you would offer something to your listeners or readers of your blog, and this would be extra content. Or maybe you only allow certain posts or certain episodes to be publicly viewable and downloadable. But for your members, you offer a premium service or a plus membership or premium membership, whatever you want to call it. They get full access to all of the content that you're producing. My friend Cliff Ravenscraft over at gspn.tv used to do this, and that would be where he would release his content in two different divisions. He would release some stuff that would be public, and anyone could download it and listen to it. But it would only be every other episode or so. Maybe it might even just be one episode per month. But then he had his gspn.tv plus membership, which is where for a regular monthly fee, which at that time was $10 a month or $100 a year, you could get 
access to all of his episodes. Some of his podcasts he released for completely free. Some of the others, he did this thing where every couple episodes was free, but then some of the episodes you would have to pay for and you could either buy them or you could be a premium member and you would get them automatically with this specialized feed. That kind of model of premium stuff is a bit difficult because you have to have content that's in high enough demand for it. And if you go over and look at gspn.tv and what the Plus membership is now, you'll see that no longer is Cliff charging for his content. And I've heard, I just heard this again today, someone else said it to me today, is content wants to be free. And we want content for free. So it's very difficult if you're going to charge for content, such as if you are charging for all of your podcast episodes as opposed to just half of them or so because you have to have content that's really worth it that people want to pay just to have that content it's also it's it's very hard to do this if you've had a podcast that's been running for a while and then you decide to restrict it so that only these premium members have access to all of the content whereas everyone else has to just settle with less content that's pretty rough on your listeners and the people who might have been listening to you for years if you suddenly are requiring them to pay in order to get all of your content and cliff ravenscraft has decided not to do that anymore not to charge and it's it's something that you see some people try not succeed with it you see other people not try at all some people just fail utterly with it like i said you have to have content that's worth paying for and it helps if you have a really big community now all of these things i'm mentioning i should have said this at the start but many people will tell you it's not the size of your audience that matters well it does to an extent because Let's take this, for example. Maybe you have 10 listeners to your podcast. And those 10 listeners decide that they're all going to pay for your premium membership, which is, we'll say, a dollar a month. So $12 a year from 10 listeners. You're making $120. Not much, but we're just doing this for calculations. So, yes, 100% of your audience decides that they're going to pay for your episodes. Well, Yeah, that's only 10 people. But what if you had a 1,000 listeners and 10% of those 1,000 were going to pay? It's a much smaller response rate of all of your listeners, but it's a higher actual payment. Now, this is all just saying in terms of what you might earn from your listeners. I'm not saying that you need to play the numbers game and be concerned about it. But in some sense, it is true that you make more money when you have a larger audience. You just can't escape that fact. But don't feel like you have to have a large audience in order to make money from your podcast or website. Something else that you can do, though, instead of restricting your access for free subscriptions or for free people or charging for full access, the other thing you could do is let all of your content be free, your main content, but have bonus features or bonus content for the subscribers. 
There are several other podcasts. Now what my friend Cliff Ravenscraft is doing is that gspn.tv, all of the episodes are free. But then he has this plus membership where when you're a plus member, you get to join an extra special community. And a lot of podcasts have that. Uh, The guys over at Nobody's Listening, NLCast.com do that, or also the ABsolutePeach.com, they do that, where if you pay and become like this premium member, we'll just call it premium members. Everyone has different names, but we'll call it premium members. If you pay for premium membership, then you're getting something on top of what you would normally get. You often hear people mention this when they have an iPhone app or an Android app, some kind of mobile app, is they'll say, get this app and you'll get exclusive bonus content. Now, those apps are probably come at a price, but that's because you're getting extra content. So that's one way you could do premium stuff. Another way is if you normally have ads in your podcast episodes then your premium members could get your episodes without the ads. This takes a bit more work because this means that every episode you release, you have to make two edits of it, one with the ad and one without the ad. And depending on your episode and how you have ads or sponsorships within your episode, you may actually be stripping content. Like the couple times that we've gotten a kind of sponsorship or more like a donation for the ramen noodle and we've done some individual small sponsorships my co-host jeremy and i in the clean comedy podcast have had fun with some of the sponsors because there have been some funny things there have been things like games that you could play or funny websites or just interesting things and we would have fun talking about it and promoting that person that sent in that donation So if I removed that from the episode, then you would be missing something that's funny and something that's showing you content. It's like, (laughs) I might get in trouble for saying this, but how much fun would the, the, the Super Bowl be if there were no TV commercials? Really? How much fun would the Super Bowl be without the TV commercials? A little confession here. I watched the Super Bowl only for the commercials. I went to a friend's house at the Super Bowl and we played games during the football game and stopped playing games and watched the commercials during the commercials. So uh, we are the type that we watch it just for the commercials. Maybe you're not that type. But that's content. That's exciting content. So if you rip that from your podcast, then you may be removing content that your listeners might want or might enjoy. It depends on how you do this. So that's a way that you can make money is from premium stuff. And now this is at the bottom of this stack. This is hard to do. You need a large, faithful community that's willing to pay for your content. And you have to have great content. You should have great content anyway, but you have to have especially great content if you're going to charge people for that content. Because if you suddenly decide, I'm going to charge $5 a month for my podcast to your 30 subscribers, well, if your content isn't that great, then how many of them are going to pay that? Would you rather be making just $5 a month and have only one listener to all of your episodes? Or would you rather other options 
and continue to grow your podcast without the hindrance of a cost. So, premium stuff. Number two, donations. Ask people to help you out. It's not wrong to ask people for donations. Now, don't don't nag them for donations, but you could ask them for donations. You can an easy way to do this is have a button on your website where people can click it to send you a donation. I've seen some clever verbiage like buy us a coffee or buy us a book or something like that or your Amazon wish list could be there and people could buy something from your Amazon wish list for you. So look at paypal.com for information about making a donation button and also look at amazon.com for stuff like their wish list and other sites might offer similar features, some kind of wish list where people can buy things for you. But this makes it easy for your listeners that you could tell them, hey, we'd love to have your donations or a better way to say it would be this podcast is made possible by your generous donations. And would you please consider donating to this podcast to help pay our expenses? And we release these episodes for free, but we end up having to pay for certain services that we use in order to make this content available to you. Would you please consider donating to help support this content? And tell them to go to your website and have a clear place where you can point them. Don't tell them, go to such and such page and then here and here and here. But have it in your sidebar. Have it on every page of your site. Don't spam your site with the donate button. But have it prominent but not blatant where you can say, visit my website and click the donate button to donate and you can set up different options for donating like paypal has the option that it can be one-time donations or regular donations called subscriptions like someone could subscribe for five dollars a month and they'll be auto their paypal account will automatically be deducted five dollars a month but they're not really subscribing to your podcast for that so that's why i don't really like the word subscribe in that sense another way that people can donate to your podcast, and this is a little bit of a stretch here, is you could quote sponsor, unquote, an episode and have a message read. This would be, uh, several other people do this, where they say, send us $5 or sponsor an episode and we'll read a short message from you. I'd recommend you let the message be short. Like you could tell them no longer than a tweet, so 140 characters or so many words or so many sentences. And tell them, for $5 an episode, I'll read this message to you. And many people would love to do that. Individual people. I've had that many times on the Ramen Noodle. And the people have loved it. And some of them have come back saying, I really enjoyed your show and enjoyed how you had fun advertising me in a sense. I'd like to sponsor another episode. And here's a few dollars uh, toward that. So... This could be considered an ad, maybe a sponsorship, not really technically, or you could look at it as a donation. I'm considering it a donation because it's such a small amount, a few dollars, such a small amount. Now, if you've got a really popular podcast with thousands of downloads and hundreds of subscribers, you should not be looking at a little $5 thing unless you've got a lot of people willing to pay you $5 per episode to have a short message read or just have their name read like a little shout out in the episode. So you can make money from premium stuff 
You can make money from donations. And by the way, Leo Laporte of twit.tv has said, I'm not sure if he's still doing it this year, but he said that he would make, he would accept money from his podcast only from donations that come in, not from all of the advertising deals, but just from donations that come in. Now that's easy for him to do because he's got hundreds of thousands of subscribers, millions of listeners probably. So it's easy for him to do that. Number three, ads. There are several different ways that you can use ads for your podcast or website in order to make money from your podcast or website. Easiest way, and let me explain a difference here between, I'm going to explain sponsorships in a minute. Ads, I would say, are where the ad or what you're advertising You have no relationship whatsoever with the company, like no personal relationship. You don't have a contact with the company. These are ads that may not even necessarily be relevant to your content or to your podcast, but you're advertising in some way for them. For example, this could be an affiliate link where you get an affiliate program Uh, for something and so you get paid whenever someone buys through your affiliate link and that would be an ad where the affiliate link might be totally unrelated to your podcast like for example i have an affiliate link with amazon.com if you go to noodle.mx slash amazon it redirects you to amazon.com and then a portion of what you buy comes back to me and depending on how much is bought how many different products is bought, are bought, then it comes back to me and in the form of a small affiliate amount, like just a few percentage points of what you spend. And it doesn't cost you any extra. Now, I have no relationship with Amazon, like no personal relationship. I shop there, but that's about it. I have this affiliate link, but that's it. I don't know anyone at Amazon. They haven't specifically said Daniel J. Lewis, we would love to sponsor your podcast. No, it's just a basic ad. And sometimes it might not necessarily be relevant. Like people listening to my clean comedy podcast might not necessarily need Amazon.com. Now, Amazon.com is a very broad site, but it's it's not ultimately relevant to the content that I'm sharing in a clean comedy podcast. But what you can often do with affiliates is, and these kinds of ads, are look for things that are relevant to your audience or specifics for your audience. Let's take the Amazon example and my clean comedy podcast, The Ramen Noodle at theramenoodle.com. Recently, we've been talking about Portal and Portal 2 especially. And so I set up a link that would be noodle.mx slash portal2. And it took you to straight to the Amazon.com page with all of the Portal 2 versions for Xbox, for PC, for PlayStation 3, all of that. So if you went there and bought it, then it, well, it takes you straight to Portal 2. So we could tell people in the podcast, Portal 2 is a great game. We've been playing it. We can laugh about it, talk about it. Not an ad overtly, but we could just be having fun because it's a fun game. And then at the end, we could say, like we did, we could say, 
help Jeremy, my co-host, get Portal 2 by buying it through our affiliate link. And that is noodle.mx slash Portal 2. And that has been relevant because you're linking to a specific product. But if I'm going in my clean comedy podcast and I say, for great web hosting, visit noodle.mx slash site five or noodle.mx slash bluehost. Well, those are affiliate links too, and those are certainly ads, but they're not relevant to my audience necessarily. Like web hosting and clean comedy, they don't go together totally. But uh, something like Musician's Friend and a podcast about podcasting go together really well because Musician's Friend is a place where you can get audio equipment for your podcast, so it goes really well. So when I mention products and link to them in the show notes, I link to the Amazon.com page and the Musician's Friend page, so that way you can buy it from either of those and buy it from your favorite seller. And I do get a portion of that back. You don't spend any more, but it does help support the network. So there are two different types of affiliate links, though. There are sales and leads. Sales is where are <laughs> mixing up my plurals and singulars. Sales, sales leads are when someone buys something through your link. A sale is made. So the person visiting that link has to spend money, then you make money. This is the way that most affiliate links work is you give a link out, like I might say noodle.mx slash bluehost. You visit that link. I don't get anything unless you sign up for bluehost and then I get paid. So affiliate links Affiliate links may require that your listeners pay or sign up. They make a sale, they buy something, and then you get a portion of that sale price. Then, or maybe it's a flat rate. Then there are also leads. Leads are a bit different because leads don't require your listeners to do very much. Sometimes leads could be as simple as clicking. This is called often a cost per click, where if all that the person has to do is just click on the link and you get a little bit of money. They don't have to do anything beyond that. Just click the link and you get money. But then there are things, other leads, like, for example, if you visit noodle.mx slash audible, that takes you over to an audible website where you can sign up for a free 14-day trial of audible not have to pay anything whatsoever. Like after your 14-day trial, you can cancel your subscription, not have paid anything at all, and I still get paid. And you can check that out by visiting that link, or I'll have a link in the show notes to where my friend Ray Ortega over at the Podcaster Studio in episode 44 mentioned a way that you could get sponsorships through Audible using that method, the the lead method, instead of an outright sales method where you get paid when they buy something. Here you can get paid if they just do something. They don't have to buy, they just have to do. The best places to get these affiliate links 
in a, all of these services, and some of these are very specific, some are very uh, broad. CJ.com is Commission Junction, E-Seller Rate, e- E-Seller Rate, there's just one R there in the middle, .net, E-Sellerate.net, and ShareASale.com, and of course, Amazon.com, all have these options for affiliate accounts. And all of them have very specific options. You can link to, for example, through cjcommissionjunction.com, I can just generally link to Musician's Friend. So that just takes you to the Musician's Friend homepage. Or I can link to a specific product on Musician's Friend. And if you buy anything through that link, whether it be that product or something else, then I would make money from it. So check out these links, and these will be in the show notes, by the way, at theaudacity2podcast.com slash 39 will be these links to cj.com, ecelerate.net, shareasale.com, and amazon.com. These are places where you can set up affiliate links. When you're thinking about affiliate links, what I recommend is think about what you like and what you use and get affiliate links for that. Especially if you're going to recommend any kind of product, try to find an affiliate link for it. There have got to be affiliate links for whatever you might be recommending. Not everything has it, but many things do have it. So wherever you want to recommend, if ever you're going to mention a product, a book, a video, a service, find out if they have an affiliate link. Many web host providers like Bluehost do have this where if you are already a member of their hosting, they just have an option right in there where you can get an affiliate link and share that with others. And many other places offer similar deals. So check out those sites and look for the services and products that you use or that you want to recommend in your podcast or on your website. Two places that you can put these affiliate links and ads is are in your podcast or on your website. When you are doing this, a couple things to keep in mind is I recommend not saying you are sponsored by a company when you're just using an affiliate link. Because if I were to say, this podcast is sponsored by Musician's Friend, well, no, Musician's Friend is not sponsoring this podcast. I make money if you buy something through Musician's Friend, through my affiliate link, but they're not sponsoring this podcast. Nowhere in their list have do they say that they know me and they've decided to sponsor my podcast. I'm just advertising through an affiliate link with them. So be careful how you say it in your podcast. You could just say something like, this podcast is brought to you in part by, or this podcast is made possible by your shopping through such and such, or it could just be saying, we recommend this service And if you buy this service or use this, then we'll get a small uh, kickback from it. (laughs) Kickback sounds so bad. A small affiliate income from it. You can also mention all of your affiliates and include these links on your website. You can do these with banner ads or what's much more effective are text ads. 
they're actually more effective. Now, I don't just mean a text ad that just says something that you get from that particular advertiser, but in content text ads that are relevant. For example, if you have a blog about the Heil PR40 microphone, which is what I'm using, then every time you mention the Heil PR40, it could be an affiliate link to wherever you want people to purchase that from, whether it be from Amazon.com or Musician's Friend, or you could list multiple links and parentheses and prices perhaps with those and say from Musician's Friend or from Amazon. But just having it on the sidebar as banner ads, well, we've kind of been trained to turn off our brains to banner ads. And besides that, we've also trained our computers to turn off banner ads. So frequently, if you visit a website, you might not see any ads and you might think, man, these people don't have any ads. No, you might have an ad blocker installed on your computer that is blocking those ads so you're not seeing them. And it's very possible that many of your listeners and website visitors also might have ad blockers on their site, so they're not seeing your banner ads. But if you have in-content text that uses your affiliate link, it's much more likely that it will show to these people, and it's more relevant to them as well than just sticking this little blinking banner on the side. Now, the blinking banners can be helpful because people can quickly see what certain services and such, but it's not necessarily all that profitable because it's not actually asking people to do much. Now, this, again, depends a lot on the content that you are sharing with people. If you are blogging about web hosting and you put a Bluehost or a Site5 or whatever web host banner in that blog post, then it's very relevant and people will probably click it. But if it's on the sidebar, it's less relevant, less likely that people will click it. Especially if their ad blocker is blocking it. Now, there are some tricks to getting around this. And it involves uh, another program, and that is Pretty Link for WordPress. WordPress is, of course, the preferred blogging platform. And Pretty Link is an extension, a free plugin that you can add to WordPress. There's also Pretty Link Pro, which, by the way, you can buy through noodle.mx slash Pretty Link Pro. Yes, that's an affiliate link. And I do like Pretty Link Pro, by the way. But you may not need it. But in Pretty Link Pro, what it lets you do is easily make different URLs or different web addresses for anything, really. And this is how you can get around some of those ad blockers. The way the ad blockers work is that they have a database or some kind of list of sites to block, a white list and a black list. And if it's seen that a banner is being loaded from a certain domain or has certain words in the name of the file or the path to the file, like the slash ads slash banner dot JPEG, then the ad blocker is going to block it. So this is where you could use Pretty Link and take any of those URLs, run them through Pretty Link, and put those URLs in your code. So instead of this link that's something like, um, we could just say it's, 
Amazon.com links aren't always blocked, but we'll just pretend they are. We could say it's Amazon.com slash portal two. And maybe an ad blocker is blocking any banner that's coming from Amazon.com. Well, you could take that URL, stick it into Pretty Link, a free plugin for WordPress, and make Pretty Link say you're, it's going to be yoursite.com slash Amazon. Then you take that address and replace it in the code you got from Amazon. That sounds a little bit tricky, but it's actually quite easy when you do it. So you're just replacing, you're regenerating the links is what you're doing so that when an ad blocker looks at your page, it doesn't see amazon.com slash ads slash banners or anything like that. It just sees your domain slash whatever you name it, name it something that's not banners or ads or anything like that, but name it something descriptive so you know what it is. So it sees that and it just passes over it because that is not in its domain or in its database of stuff to block and ignore. So use Pretty Link to do that. And what also helps with using Pretty Link is it allows you to track how many people click on that link, which can be very helpful for you to know is anybody clicking on this link or is it extremely popular or not so way number one premium stuff number two donations number three ads number four sponsorships where i see sponsorships being different from advertisements is where there's an agreement between you and the sponsor and that is an agreement more than just I agree to the terms of service, like that kind of thing where you just put a check mark there and don't even read it and then you agree to it. Now, more than just that, this would be some kind of thing like you have a contractual obligation to promote their product or service and they are sponsoring you in some way. There are three different ways that you can have three payment from a sponsor. They are CPM, CPA or CPC, and flat rate. CPA and CPC are pretty similar. CPM means cost per thousand, like cost per thousand downloads. That's These are terms used for the people who want to advertise, not necessarily for you. So we end up getting the terms that don't make sense to us. But a CPM model, let's say you're getting $10 per thousand downloads. So your CPM rate is $10. If you have an episode that's downloaded 2,000 times within the contractual period, which might be three months, it's probably a quarterly thing, then that means that you will get $20 for that episode. And then you have another episode next week that's also downloaded 2,000 times, and you get $20 from that. You have another episode, you get four episodes in a month downloaded 2,000 times each, And that's going to be $80 in one month for your four episodes. If your podcast gets very, very popular and you've got thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads, then you're going to make a lot more money, of course. And a cool thing about cost per thousand downloads or CPM is, and this advertisers wouldn't like me saying this, your listeners don't have to do a thing, really. They don't. However, if nobody's listeners 
ever follow these ads or try the products or buy these services that are being offered through CPM models, if no one ever does it, then those advertisers are going to stop advertising because they're going to realize that, hey, we're not making any money here. So why are we still advertising this? So it's per thousand downloads for CPM. And this frequently, if you look at your podcast stats and you might have Libsyn or Blueberry or PodTrack or something else, if you use those stats and you see that, wow, I've got 10,000 downloads from this and only 5,000 of those downloads, though, come from the United States, then it's very likely that only 5,000 of those downloads are what you'll get paid for. It really depends on the agreement that you have between yourself and the sponsor. This is how many places like Blueberry or Raw Voice do the advertisements is a CPM. I've been involved in CPM advertising before, and although I'm not allowed to disclose what I've agreed to with different campaigns, I can tell you that most of the time when you hear someone talking about GoToMeeting or Audible or uh, go to my PC or some of these other things that you hear a lot, then it's probably a network like Blueberry, that's without the E's by the way, where Blueberry has negotiated with this sponsor to say, we'll put your ad on 500 different podcasts. And that means that of all of these 500 different podcasts, you're going to get 1 million impressions and 1 million people are going to hear your ad. So they pay out for those 1 million ads or 1 million impressions. And most of those that you hear are probably CPM where they're getting paid based on how often or how many times their episode is downloaded. Now, CPM does have a limit usually in time and it might be, like I said, a quarterly thing or that it might be a monthly thing. Like they'll only pay for how many downloads you get within a month. So be sure to read the agreements there in terms of that. Or CPA and CPC are very similar. CPA stands for cost per action. CPC stands for cost per click. This is where you get paid when your listeners do something. Just like the affiliate links, the sales and leads, this is a kind of sponsorship where you're getting paid when your listeners do something. So this might be an audible thing where you have to sign up for audible and you try something out and then the podcaster, then you get paid. Or it might be someone just has to visit a link and you get paid. Sponsorships like this can be difficult because it means that the listeners have to do something for you to get paid. However, if you have an advertiser, a sponsor that is extremely relevant to your listeners and you like the product and can promote it well and you have a very engaged audience, then a CPA might do, a CPA or CPC model might be a whole lot better for you. Let's say you have a hundred listeners to your podcast and All of your 100 listeners are so passionate about what you're sharing also. 
that when you tell them to do something, they go do it. You tell them to visit a website, they visit it. You tell them to try a product, they try it. So if you tell those people, try this service or buy this service, and 100% of them, well, that's totally unreasonable. We'll say 75% of them visit and try that service, you might get a whole lot more, or you would get a whole lot more than a CPM cost per thousand downloads. If you have a hundred listeners and 75 of them are willing to take action, that could be, well, let's just say you get $10 per action. Maybe they're signing up for Audible or they're signing up for web hosting. So you get $10 for each customer that does something. So a cost per action, CPA model. So 75 people do that and that's $750 for that one ad, 75 people doing it. Now, they might not all do it right then. It might take a couple episodes, and it usually takes a few episodes before an ad settles into people and people remember it. But 75% of your people, 75 people, that's $750. 75% of your 100 subscribers. But if you have a CPM model and you have your ad and little sponsorship that you share, your listeners don't have to do anything, or maybe they do something anyway, but they don't have to do anything, and you're getting paid per thousand downloads, and we'll say you're getting paid $10 per thousand downloads, then you're going to make a dollar. So let's do the math here. $750 is significantly bigger than $1. So if you have a small but very engaged audience, this is where the numbers don't matter as much as engagement. If you have a small but very engaged audience, you could do a whole lot better with a cost per action or cost per click ad than you could with a cost per thousand downloads. But if you have a massively huge audience, you might do better with cost per thousand downloads system. And to give you an idea of rates, typical rates you might find for a CPM cost per thousand downloads would be 10 to $20 per thousand downloads. That's pretty typical. Within that range is what you might usually see from people. And again, I'm not allowed to share with you the rates that I've had in the past as I've had different sponsors. A podcast, though, like those from Leo Laporte, have had much higher CPMs, such as $40, which is often maybe even higher than that, sometimes higher than TV shows have. But when Leo Laporte advertises something, people are listening and he advertises it (laughs) ad nauseum and he extremely pushes the product and people act on that. And the products he promotes are very relevant to people. So as you're looking at sponsorships, of course, any of these things, ads and sponsorships, you want something relevant to your listeners. That's what makes podcasting unique from regular media is that we can be much more relevant to our listeners. If you are talking about a particular product, you can tell people you can buy this product from such and such affiliate link and we'll get a portion of your sale. And that's very relevant And it's also very likely that people might do it because you've just spent a whole episode talking about it. So it's very relevant content. And then the final 
method of these three main sponsorship models. So CPM, cost per thousand downloads. CPA or CPC, cost per action or cost per click. The final method here is flat rate. This is where you and a sponsor agree that no matter how many downloads you get per episode, no matter how many people do something based on your ad, you get a certain amount per month or per episode. So this could be, we'll say $200 per episode. You might say, my flat rate sponsorship is $200 per episode. Now, your listeners don't have to do anything. It doesn't matter how many downloads you get. It just matters that you have the sponsorship message in there. And sponsorships, where these are generally separate from ads, our sponsorships are often a lot more personal. And ads could be something pre-recorded. But sponsorships are often something like saying, we're brought to you by or we're sponsored by or you're giving a much more personal recommendation to people saying, we're sponsored by such and such product, and I really recommend that you check this out because this is the only product that does this and this, and it's the most affordable, or you get what you pay for, and it's extremely valuable service, or whatever. So when you do these flat rate ads, you're getting paid just for mentioning them. Your listeners don't have to do anything. You don't have to show any download numbers or any stats there. It helps though. But the advertiser will want some way to be able to track how well they're doing based on their sponsorship of you. This is a kind of thing that might be easy to negotiate with people. If you are negotiating this with someone, as you could say, hey, I'd love to promote your service. How about we do something at like $100 an episode and I release usually an episode a week And so you will only pay when I release an episode. Or you might do something monthly and you say, I promise to produce three to five episodes per month, usually one a week, and they pay you per episode. And no matter how many downloads you get, you get paid that same amount. They, on the other hand, will want some way to track this and some way that they can see that, again, their sponsorship of you is proving effective. So this will often be with an affil- a promo code, which is also great because your listeners will save money using your promo code, and that promo code is trackable. Or it might be through a specific URL that you tell people, visit thissponsor.com slash mypodcast to try the service. And then they have it set up on their end of a way to track How many people are visiting that? Uh, Going back again to my friend Cliff Ravenscraft over at gspn.tv. He has a sponsor of his family podcast. And that sponsor has been extremely pleased with how well they've been doing and how much business they've been getting from their flat rate sponsorship of Cliff's podcast. So Cliff isn't making any extra money when more people listen and do something. The company makes more money, but Cliff makes a decent amount from it, and it's enough to justify his mentioning of the sponsorship. And when you look for these things, make it a mutual benefit, not just benefiting you, not just benefiting the advertiser, but make it a win-win-win. Make it benefit you, of course. (laughs) That should be obvious. Make it benefit 
the sponsor. Promote them enthusiastically. Be passionate or be be honest, be thorough in advertising it. Make sure you're following the agreements. And of course, make it in some way that they're, of course, making money from this or else you won't get them as a sponsor again. And make it a win for your listeners, something that they would truly like and appreciate and benefit from by taking advantage of your sponsor. So five ways to make money from your podcast, premium stuff, donations, ads, sponsorships, and then finally, self-promotion. This is where you have a product or service that you can provide to people and you are promoting yourself through this. I do this. You've heard me do this in the past and I'm going to do it again in the future and I'll explain that in a moment why. But this would be like I've done in the past where I say, I used to start every episode saying this episode is brought to you by djosephdesign.com where you can get blah, 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 blah. And I would go through all of that. And when I first started doing that, though, it didn't sound very personal. Many people didn't realize D. Joseph Design is me. So at some point, I decided to change my wording and say, I can design stuff for you. Visit my website, blah, blah, blah. And so I was promoting myself and I got several emails from people that were like, oh, I didn't realize that was you. I just thought that was someone else. And you are promoting yourself and a service that you offer and promote it personally. If you have a product that you are using as what you're sponsoring. This could be a digital product on your site, or maybe it's a product, something that you sell and ship to people. Like you might have, and this doesn't have to be as related necessarily. For example, my friend, uh, James Kennison over at NLcast.com starts every episode saying, I can draw you a picture and he draws pictures for people. And so he is offering, well, that's a service to people. Cliff Ravenscraft has products that he sells, digital products and physical products that he also sells. And so he, when he promotes himself, himself, he is promoting a product that you can buy from him that he's produced. And there are services that you can buy from hosts. And like in my case, I offer a service of web design, cover art design, consulting services, and public speaking as well. And these are services that I offer, and I do have plans to eventually offer products And so as I'm promoting myself, you, let's try this here. You've probably been listening to the Audacity podcast for a little while. You've heard my voice. You've heard me telling you stuff about podcasting and Audacity. You've probably grown to trust me a little bit, maybe even grown to love me. No, (laughs) but in some way we have a relationship. Some of you I've exchanged emails with, and that's been great. Some I've played their voicemail on the podcast. Like I'll play a voicemail in a little bit from someone and a relationship builds. So if you are building these relationships, cultivating them with your audience, and then you say, if you need a basket, then 
email me and I would be happy to create that basket for you. Check my prices on my website and such. So when you say that, and if you say it enough times, people will start thinking, if I need a basket, I should talk to this person because I already know them. It's like they're a friend. I hear them all the time. Same thing with services is that if you're offering a service to people, especially if you have demonstrations of that service, like I, as a web designer, the audacity to podcast.com is a finally well-designed site now that I've been able to invest the time in it. So when you see the site, you're seeing a demonstration of the services I can offer. And so you can get an idea of my level of quality and what I do. And so that's a service I offer. Now, this is probably the best way to make money from your podcast. That's why I saved it for last is because if you can offer a service to people, you are already building relationships with people. And as you are building your audience, you are also building people that you can advertise to and advertise to every time. And it eventually sticks in people's minds. So I'm not saying to squeeze your audience for all their worth. Uh, Don't do anything unethical. But you can monetize from your audience if there's a product or service that you offer and not to cash in on a relationship, but to build a relationship of trust so that if they need something, they'll come to you. That's what you should be doing. And that's what I'm trying to do with my own podcast is build a relationship of trust and that if you need a website designed or a cover art designed for your podcast or if you're looking for podcast consulting or if you want to pay someone to come and speak on social media, then I hope that you would come to me and ask me to do that for you. I'd be honored to do it for you. And because I would hope that we'd have a relationship where you'd think, I need a website designed. I like the other stuff that Daniel designs and that he says in his podcast. So I'm going to hire him to design the site for me. And it can be the same thing about you in the services services that you offer in your podcast is that you build a relationship with people based on trust so that when they need something, they'll come to you. And this is the best way to do it because you get to see the income from it. You make all the income from it. And depending on your prices, though, and services, it might be harder to make money this way or it might be easier. It depends a lot on how much time you have. And this is where I want to tell you about a direction that I'm taking. And that is that in the past, as I've advertised my design services, I've received plenty of emails asking about design services, but I realized at one point that I had put myself in a box, especially being newly married. I had very little time to actually follow up on these inquiries of design services. And honestly, I'm ashamed of how many times I have dropped the ball in communications with people. Maybe you're listening to this and you're one of those people I have dropped the ball on and or dropped the ball from. And I'm very sorry for that, for not being able to have the time to give you the attention that you deserved in answering your questions or trying to come up with just a simple bid and proposal for work that you wanted. But 
I realized I was in this hole uh, or in this box of I was advertising my services and I had no time to do them. That's a bad place to be. If you're in that place right now, then don't advertise your services unless you're building up to something bigger. And I've kind of been building up to something bigger and that something bigger has come. And that is that I have announced my resignation to my full-time job. I'm leaving my full-time job to pursue my passions in web design, social media speaking, and podcast consulting. And so I'm going to be talking about my web design services again and social media speaking and podcast consulting again because it's going to be now the way that I feed my family. And I'm not going to make this like every episode a blatant commercial advertising my services and I'm not going to hammer it or hammer you over the head with it. But I do ask that you remember, and I'll mention this in each episode near the end of the episode, if you need a website designed or a cover art for your podcast or you want someone to come and speak on social media at an event or you want some help getting started with podcasting or help with audacity, then I hope that you'll remember me and come to me and check my portfolio and such, and I can give you links and give you proposals. And I'm working on some plans that will be specially priced just for you as other podcasters and services that you would want at affordable prices. And this is, I'll tell you honestly and personally, this is a very scary move for me to make this step out because uh, I don't know where the money's going to come from. This is totally a step of faith, a leap of faith. But my wife, Jenny, is totally beside me with this. She's not behind me. She's beside me and with me on this and encouraging me. And guys, if you are thinking of ever doing something like this, also make sure you have the support of your wife. If you don't, don't do it. I, You may disagree with that, but that's what I wholeheartedly believe is that you need to have the support of your wife. And I believe that God can send me cautions through my wife and red flags or point out things that I didn't notice and also send me encouragement through my wife and challenge to do better and continue moving on. So this is major move for me and I hope that you will uh, think about me and I'd love it if you could promote me to other people that you hear when someone says I need a website or I need cover art for my podcast or anything like that. I need a header for my website that you'll refer them to me or if you need that kind of work then please keep me in mind as this is what I'm going to be doing from now on is promoting the services and eventually products that I offer and that's the way that I'm going to make money from my podcast. I don't plan to charge for my podcast. I might accept donations. I'll have affiliate links and may occasionally do a sponsorship depending on the podcast but especially I'll be promoting the products and services that I offer and hoping that it will be enough to um, feed my family. Now, in all of these things, in talking about these different ways that you can make money from your podcast, there are some legal things to keep in mind and some little disclosures that you should include whenever you're linking to these things. And I'm not too good at including these things, but an easy place to get information and learn how to disclose this stuff and be all legal about it is 
cmp.ly. That stands for comply. And this is a way that you can comply with the law in disclosing things. And they have all sorts of options that you can use and some very simple things. Like you could just have a link on your site to cmp.ly slash one. And for this example, this is disclosure of material connection. It's based upon a review copy and it has some text here to go along with it so that people can know you received this product probably for free, some kind of review copy of it, and uh, this is for the purpose of your reviewing it. So you didn't spend money to get it, but it was sent to you to review. And there are other things too, like uh, I think it's CMPY, CMP slash LY is a paid post where it says, I have a material connection because I received cash payment, gift, or item of nominal value from a company affiliated with a brand, topic, and or product that is mentioned herein. So you could consider including that with your links. And the important thing here is that people know that you're going to make money from these links and services you might recommend. And then also it helps keep you honest and your listeners trusting you so they know, yes, you're giving a genuine review and if people buy it, you'll make money off of it. Or they might know you're giving this review because you were given the product for free or anything like that. So look at that at cmp.ly and the links again to this will be in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 39. Now, Jeremy Sarber, you may remember I've mentioned him in regards to Blog Talk Radio and linked to him in the last episode of the Audacity to Podcast at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 38. I mentioned his blog post on Blog Talk Radio, and he sent in this feedback. Hey, Daniel, this is Jeremy Sarber at orangecoffeecup.com. I appreciate your mention on episode 38 of your show, Audacity to Podcast. But more importantly, I appreciate you getting the word out about Blog Talk Radio. I really hate to beat up on their service because they do offer a service that is really cool. But if someone is in any way serious about podcasting, Blog Talk Radio is not the way to go. That's where I started two years ago, and when I realized the terrible audio quality was deterring potential podcast listeners, trying to move away from their service without losing my audience was a nightmare. Anyway, I just wanted to call and say thank you. You give a lot of very useful information about the technical side of podcasting, and I'll continue to recommend your show to people. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Thank you very much, Jeremy, for that feedback, and I really appreciate the things that you had to say. And that was in regards to the link in the audacitypodcast.com slash 38, where I linked and mentioned his post on Blog Talk Radio. One last thing I want to tell you about is that my friend Cliff Ravenscraft, who is also a podcast consultant, he's, yes, he is my competition, but we're not rivals. Think about that for a little bit. He is hosting a podcasting A to Z workshop starting on in July, and this is a great way that you can learn how to podcast 
and from just start to finish, A to Z, and learn. He says, uh, learning how to podcast. His next session begins on July 11th. Check it out at podcastinga2z.com. And this is an affiliate link or an affiliate deal is if you use the promo code noodle, that's the promo code noodle, like ramen noodles, but just noodle, then you will get $99 off of his registration fee. And I will get a little bit of affiliate income from that as well. And he has a huge list of things that he's going to cover. So I just recommend that you go to podcastinga2z, that's T-O-Z, dot com and use the promo code NOODLE if you sign up for this. It's awesome. I've learned so much from Cliff in podcasting. And yes, we have different opinions on some things, but that's all right because we're painting this picture of podcasting from different angles and some of us cover it from different angles than others and some of us have different backgrounds and that's what gives us different perspectives. But I do highly recommend Cliff's podcasting A to Z workshop starting on July 11th. So check it out at podcastinga2z.com and use the promo code NOODLE and that way you can help me. And you can learn and you can help Cliff. See, it's a win-win-win. If you take it, you'll learn a ton of stuff about podcasting. If you take it, Cliff, of course, gets another uh, person there joining and paying for the service. And if you take it, then also I get a little bit of an affiliate income. So it's a win-win-win for all three of us that if you sign up at podcasting A to Z and use the promo code Noodle on that site, then it will help all of us, all three of us out. So... (laughs) I've realized that I've my voice has just been getting tired as the podcast has been going on. And I had a moment to breathe there during Jeremy's voicemail. So, Jeremy, thank you for that voicemail. And by the way, Jeremy is at orangecoffeecup.com for his podcast network. And I, I don't think you really heard the passion in my voice as I was talking about the direction that I'm going to go with my life with this. So let me tell you what. If if you've heard all the content that you want to, and uh, this is the end of the official content, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what I'm going to do. But uh, you feel free to turn off the episode right here if you want to. Otherwise, I'm going to tell you on a personal level and also be a little bit more awake this time since Jeremy gave me that breather there where I could take a drink of water and get some more energy. Can you hear the excitement? Let's get excited. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, hang up now and dial your operator. You can stop listening to the podcast now if you don't want to hear me promote myself and tell you what I'm going to do in my professional life from now on. But uh, I would appreciate it if you would continue listening just to know what's going to go on in the life of Daniel J. Lewis and the host of this podcast, which is me. So if you're still here, then I assume that you're listening or else you're slow to get to your stop button. I have been at a company for 10 years. Uh, nonprofit ministry for 10 years as a designer of different sorts. And I have fulfilled all of my goals at that company. I had some very lofty, almost impossible seeming goals when I joined, but they were attainable and I did attain them. I reached those goals and I thank God so much that he uh, blessed and led in a direction where I was able to reach those goals that I had set. I accomplished all of those things. And then continued working there at the organization. 
and was looking for some new direction. And uh, there seems to be a direction in my life that God has been blessing, and that is in this direction of being self-employed as a web designer, also presentation designer, social media speaker, and podcast consultant. And that's the direction I'm going to go as a self-employed person. Those are my passions. I love speaking in front of people. I really enjoy it. I'm, I'm an extrovert when I get in front of people. And I can be very animated. If you ever watch the live streaming uh, recordings of these episodes, you often see me talking with my hands and getting all animated as I'm talking about things. And uh, I also love to preach as well. So if you want me to come preach for you, that would be great too. And I love podcasting and talking about podcasting. So I'm offering the podcast consulting services and because I have this podcast about podcasting. But I've wanted to do something like this for a while. And just haven't been able to connect all the dots. When I launched the Audacity to Podcast, it was very well received. And I was amazed at how quickly it grew. It uh, instantly passed my other podcast, The Ramen Noodle and Are You Just Watching? And became my most popular podcast. And I get the most emails from this podcast and a lot of people asking questions and thanking me for the content and such. And as I would advertise services that I would offer, my web design services, I would get a lot of people responding to that and just unable to really handle those responses because I had no time, especially being married. It's, I want to spend the time with my wife when I get home from work. And Yet I'd have all these requests, and like I said, I ended up dropping the ball on a lot of them, and I'm very sorry for that if you're one of those people I dropped the ball on. But now it's going to be different because this is going to be my method of income, is moving forward, I will be self-employed, trying to make this money uh, in web design, social media speaking, and podcast consulting, and with a little presentation design thrown in as well. And it's a scary route to take. Like I said, it's a step of faith, but this is the direction that it seems God has been blessing and connecting those dots for me. And there's no way I could do this without my wife. And I'm speaking as if it's already a success. I don't know how well this will be a success, but it is the direction I really want to go. It's following my passions and working on projects, working in a field that I will be completely passionate about and excited to work on. And there will be stressful times and there will be uh, bountiful times. And I look forward to all of it, even the stressful times of working on my own business. But this means for Noodle Mix Network, this means that I will be podcasting more often. In July, the Audacity to Podcast, the Ramen Noodle, and are you just watching, most likely, will go back to being weekly podcasts. The Audacity to Podcast and Are You Just Watching will become uh, daytime recorded podcasts. I'll record those during the day instead of during the evening like I do right now. And the Ramen Noodle, it depends on Jeremy's schedule, my co-host on that Clean Comedy podcast, but might still be recorded in the evening. Or it might be recorded during the day, depending on uh, time that we can pick. 
And all of this and even more will be coming out of Noodle.mx, the Noodle Mix Network. So please check it out. Please uh, feel free to send me your thoughts, encouragements, challenges, and uh, requests for work to Daniel at Noodle.mx. And oh, I forgot to share the feedback information earlier is if you're still listening and you have any other questions or feedback or anything like that that you want to share with the Audacity podcast or share with me, then send that to feedback at noodle.mx or call in to 859-353-4332. The links to everything I've mentioned will be in the show notes at the Audacity to podcast.com slash 39. Also follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. Or if you're on the audacity to podcast.com's website, then you can look over at the band, the sidebar and see the little new follow button there. And you can just click that and follow me instantly. And also like us on Facebook and check out the other podcasts in the noodle mix network, clean comedy podcast, the movie reviews with critical thinking podcast, the Christian worldview podcast, and much more at noodle.mx. And that site is going to be redesigned. And I'm redesigning several of the sites. So once again, check out the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 39. Now that I've shared, now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, the ramen noodle on Twitter. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a member of the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx. Find more of our podcasts on clean comedy, movie reviews with critical thinking, and more at noodle.mx, part of the Noodle Mix Network at noodle.mx. And the Audacity to Podcast is also a member of the Tech Podcast Network at techpodcast.com. If you want a podcast about technology, there are a lot. Check out techpodcasts.com.